Letter forty five of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends. Edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To James Rice, Tynmouth, Tuesday, March twenty four, eighteen eighteen. My dear Rice, being in the midst of your favorite Devon, I should not, by rights, pen one word, but it should contain a vast portion of wit, wisdom, and learning. For I have heard that Milton, ere he wrote his answer to Salmasius, came into these parts, and for one whole month, rolled himself for three whole hours per day in a certain meadow hard by us, where the mark of his nose at equidistances is still shown the exhibitor of the said meadow further saith that after these rollings not a nettle sprang up in all the seven acres for seven years and that from the said time a new sort of plant was made from the white thorn of a thornless nature very much used by the bucks of the present day to wrap their boots withal this account made me very naturally suppose that the nettles and thorns etherealized by the scholar's rotary motion and garnered in his head thence flew after a process of fermentation against the luckless salmasius and occasioned his well-known and unhappy end what a happy thing it would be if we could settle our thoughts and make our minds up on any matter in five minutes and remain content that is build a sort of mental cottage of feelings quiet and pleasant to have a sort of philosophical back garden and cheerful holiday-keeping front one but alas this never can be for as the material cottager knows there are such places as france and italy and the andes and burning mountains so the spiritual cottager has knowledge of the terra semi incognita of things unearthly and cannot for his life keep in the check-rein or i should stop here quiet and comfortable in my theory of nettles you will see however i am obliged to run wild being attracted by the lodestone concatenation no sooner had i settled the knotty point of salmasius than the devil put this whim into my head in the likeliness of one of pythagoras's questionings did milton do more good or harm in the world he wrote let me inform you for i have it from a friend who had it of he wrote lycidius comus paradise loss and other poems with much delectable prose he was moreover an active friend to man all his life and has been since his death very good but my dear fellow I must let you know that, as there is ever the same quantity of matter constituting this habitable globe, as the ocean notwithstanding the enormous changes and revolutions taking place in some or other of its domain, notwithstanding waterspouts, whirlpools, and muddy rivers emptying themselves into it, still is made up of the same bulk, nor ever varies the number of its atoms and as a certain bulk of water was instituted at the creation so very likely a certain portion of intellect 
was spun forth into the thin air for the brains of man to prey upon it you will see my drift without any unnecessary parenthesis that which is contained in the pacific could not lie in the hollow of the caspian that which was in milton's head could not find room in charles the second's he like a moon attracted intellect to its flow it has not ebbed yet but has left the shore pebbles all bare i mean all bucks authors of hengist and castlereys of the present day who without milton's gormandizing might have been all wise men now forasmuch as i was very predisposed to a country i had heard you speak so highly of i took particular notice of everything during my journey and have brought some folio asses skins for memorandum i have seen everything but the wind and that they say becomes visible by taking a dose of acorns or sleeping one night in a hog trough with your tail to the sow-sow-west some of the little barmaids looked at me as if i knew jem rice well i can't tell i hope you are showing poor reynolds the way to get well send me a good account of him and if i can i'll send you one of tom oh for a day and all well i went yesterday to dawlish fair over the hill and over the dale and over the bourne to dawlish where gingerbread wives have a scanty sale and gingerbread nuts are smallish etc etc tom's remembrances and mine to you all your sincere friend john keats end of letter forty five